listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. From the dispatch, and it's presented without comment. The CEO of Kroger, that's the grocery store chain. Kroger Kroger's. Which controls a whole bunch of grocery stores across the country. I believe it's the largest grocery chain in the, in the United States. I think you're right. It's damn big. We can all agree on that. <laughs> the CEO of Kroger said, Customers will have meat during the coronavirus pandemic so long as they are flexible. Um, it's a good thing you started stretching, Jack. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> Me! <laughs> or squeak, squeak. Oh, boy. It'd be eating bats like the damn Chinese. Huh? What? There'll be meat as long as consumers are willing to be flexible. You need to explain that statement. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a new cut of steak, the armpit steak. <laughs> Take it right out of the cow's pit. I don't know. They're introducing wet markets. No, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I introducing wet markets. I do think that uh, the uh, your Beyond <laughs> Meats, your Impossible Meats, the 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 lab created meat products are are seeing this as an opportunity and uh, and are trying to capitalize on it. And if they, <laughs> we don't have livestock, we just make all our stuff in yeah. the lab. And, well, yeah. keep keep your eye on the population of your uh, county shelters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. How about the, uh, they called uh, bull balls uh, prairie oysters? Didn't it? Wasn't that the Rocky Mountain oysters? Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. You're going to start getting uh, prairie uh, calamari. Except that little ring isn't going to be a squid tentacle. It's going to be the cow's, you know what, mm. the noose. Yeah, yeah, does, we get it. Does be flexible mean we are competing on fear factor now? Is, yeah. that, is that what this yeah, means? That's what I wonder. Well, you got to be flexible, as in running around on all fours, catching it yourself, and eating it raw. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, my, my strange introduction related to the fact that uh, I was... I'm closing tabs here on my laptop, and I was <clears throat> about to close the Axel Rose versus Steve Mnuchin uh, Twitter war story. And, uh, and here's your new uh, cocktail party question, your uh, or your sitting around stoned question. It's it's kind of a it's it's like similar ones you've heard, but with a twist. If you could have a Twitter war between any two people, living or dead, oh, who would it be? <laughs> How about Jesus and Karl Marx? That'd be pretty good. Now, that would be an interesting one. Because mm. both talk about, you know, providing for the common man, the unfortunate man or woman. Yet very different ideas. I want Mark Twain involved because I think he would have been, I think he would have killed it on Twitter. But I don't know. Oh, yeah. He would have been great on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know who I want him versus, though. Who's his opponent in my scenario? Isaac oh. from Love Boat. That's one suggestion. <laughs> Michael, uh, can you turn off your microphone, please? <laughs> um, uh, uh, wow, Mark Twain and... Well, now, would you want it to be another uh, sharply observant humorist? I mean, like, Mark I, Twain I want and H.L. Mencken and my head would explode. Oh, that that sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to stack. I don't want him fighting a tomato can. I want. I want a good fight. I want to. You know. I want. I want to see what he's got. Well, that's right because it it is a Twitter war. Or do you want them to be completely different worlds, like your Axel Rose and Steve Mnuchin? Um, I'm thinking uh, Christopher Hitchens and Cardi B would be good. <laughs> wow, wow, that's strong. 
That is strong. <laughs> uh, George Washington and AOC. That'd be good. Now, now, that one would be intriguing. Man, I heard AOC on an interview on you get uh, Nakedly vote? Progressive Radio. Say. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Oh, well, you know what? He might honestly honestly be surprised. Uh, I heard her talking on on the the Nakedly Progressive Radio, and she is a communist. And and I'm not, like, being talk show hyperbole guy. No, she is perfectly comfortable with a 100% centrally planned economy and government control and the jailing of dissidents and all. She tap dances around some of it. Uh, But, man, she is so, so, so far left. Uh, anyway, uh, this is just an excuse to do this because it's fun. Um, you know, if you want to email us uh, your your Twitter war ideas, that'd be fun. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, and we will come back and revisit that. We're still going to have podcast. meat, but consumers are going to have to be more flexible than usual. I'm telling you, I need some background on what, where you're headed with this. It's got to be like pickled pig's feet. And Do uh, you mean impossible meat like Sean's meaning? Do you mean you're going to have to realize, you know, you can't have steak every weekend being flexible? Or do you mean cat? Do you mean <laughs> other forms of yeah, meat? Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, hey, dinner. I'm moving in on no, Ikea's corner. I, I think maybe he means... <laughs> <laughs> never forget... Those meatballs, those meatballs may have won the Belmont Steaks. <laughs> I think what he probably means is you got a taste for pork, but it turns out there isn't any, so tonight it's chicken. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome if that's what he means. Of things that are out there, what would be more palatable to you? For some reason, a horse steak I'd be much more willing to try. I don't think I could even take a bite of a cat. I don't know why, <laughs> and it's all in my mind. It's all in my mind, but I don't even think I could... I, I almost chunder thinking about taking a bite of cat for some reason. Well, that's because it's furry. Well, and you, I know I picture the fur getting in my mouth, but mm. um, uh, let's see. How about this scenario? Hamster'd be hard to take a bite of. See, They're guinea tiny. pig is. Uh, have you ever seen they eat guinea pig oh. on a stick in oh. South America all oh, the time? God, yeah. Put it over the fire, slow roast. Guinea pig mm. on a stick. Tender. I feel like Tender. dog is the only thing I couldn't do. You couldn't eat a dog. I don't think so. That'd be hard for me to do too. You know, it's it, if if made by a gifted chef, and I because know. I've had like like game, like elk and and deer and and goose and whatever. And uh, a buddy of mine, what what was it? It was goose kebabs we were having, and um, or was it elk kebabs? Anyway, they're just fantastic. I've also had wild game that's terrible. But if some uh, you know some master chef said to you, look, Jack. I have a number of meats here. I got some beef. I got some pork. I got some chicken. I got some horse. I got some dog. I got some guinea pig and some cat. Now, I want you to just try this, take a little bite, and then I'll tell you what it is after. Mm. Knowing what was on the list, but not knowing which you're currently chewing on. Now, the chance that it might it be a uh, uh, hamster or cat, I just can't. Uh, I don't know why. I don't even know why. I don't have a good rash, rational reason for it. The dog thing, that's a gross thing. The dog thing is an emotional thing. I just, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. so troubled by the whole process. Well, and we've had pet guinea pigs. So it's, I mean, if you look at it, it's a chubby little, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a meal on legs. But again, it's kind of tough to take the idea of it. What if the chef Not even very said, big legs. You can't get away very fast. 
Well, right, right, and they're fat. I mean, they're made to be eaten. What if the chef said, and one more meat, the most dangerous game? (laughs) (laughs) Combat model. Optimum efficiency. That's weird. I feel like I'd be much easier for me to taste a human being than a cat. Why is that? What? What? I think I need to go to HR with this. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I I think you ought to call the authorities. Never mind HR. HR, call the friggin' cop shop. The FBI at my house checking my crawl space today. (laughs) Giving you Rorschach tests. What do you see here, Mr. Armstrong? How much plastic sheeting do you own? <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're working with Dexter here. <laughs> Freaking butcher. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. What's that picture of? The, the, the Iranian Hulk. The Iranian Hulk. He's some big old steroid dude from Iran, presumably. I, I would Yeah, the name would lead me to believe that, yes. Oh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and uh, although I don't, I don't know if he's from Iran or just of, of Iranian heritage. Um, it's funny... Uh, I ran into a handful of Iranians who call themselves Persian. You're right. Um, just because of the negative stigma of Iran and the rest of it, which I get. But then I've got this one Iranian friend who, um, he says, oh, that's bull****. He said, when was the last time you heard a, a, an Italian refer to themselves as a Roman? <laughs> so that's ancient history stuff. He says, I'm Iranian. Whatever. Um, so, But this, this is that fat? Or... Because he's got like the... He's large, but it's not defined. Well, right. I mean, he's enormous and obviously a roid guy, but he's also got some fat in him, but fat on him. But the, the part of you, what do you call it? Is that your, the, like your, he's got wings. The delts? Yeah. Oh, that's your delts. I believe so, yeah. Lats. Oh, no, lats. Lats. Those are lats. So, are delts? but that's, that's amazing. Um, but anyway, so what's he going to do? He's going to... Go. Uh, he's gonna go MMA. He's gonna become a cage fighter, or what? I thought it was like a bare knuckle thing. Yeah. I don't. That's not a thing in the U.S. <laughs> or is he just gonna like fight guys on the internet? Like uh, who was that? Kimbo Slice was that the guy's oh, name? Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. eventually tried to make it uh, real in, in the UFC and a couple of those as well. But and he yeah, got the bejesus beat out of him. He's a street brawler. Yeah, for the most part. Mostly. Yeah. 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 He's a big old strong dude. I mean, he hits you a couple times. You go out. But. Yeah, if he gets the mitts on you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough time. So, have you seen this freakazoid in action, or what? Is, I've is only this seen real? Still or? pictures. I'm, I I need to see his lateral movement. Is he light on his feet? Oh my god, he's hilarious. What, what sort of hand speed does he have? Like what? I mean, his body is so gigantic, it makes his head look tiny. Yes, he looks yes. almost like the. Like the mascot size of professional teams, or when you go to like Disneyland, and right, yeah, like his body proportions are that kind of oversized, right? Yeah, like yeah. Those, those aren't real shoes; those can't be. Yeah, those uh, are gigantic. Well, but his again, his head doesn't fit. Right. He needs a larger head. He looks like a <laughs> like some sort of goofy eight year old boys play with an action figure. Yeah. Um, of some sort of monster or, or you <laughs> yeah, know, he, ultimate uh, overlord or whatever. You know? He's an eight-year-old version of what the strongest man in the world would look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there he is. All right, good luck with your future endeavors there, you strange <laughs> ranger. Uh, so just toward the end of the radio show, we were talking about this missile silo that's for sale in the Tucson area. Um, I love the description of it. Want a bunker with stagnant water, dead rodents, and scary 20-foot drops? 
For you, $395,000. It's Ooh. a decommissioned Titan II missile silo near Tucson. Um, it's a 4,000-square-foot basement built to endure a nuclear attack. It comes with a 6,000-pound blast door and nearly 13 acres of desert space. Around hey. That's nice. Wait a minute. But there are issues like gaps in the metal flooring. <laughs> Whoops. That if you don't see and you drop through it, you'll be killed. Uh, occasional vandals and a five-foot rattlesnake uh, they once encountered. Oh, I'm well, sorry. You can did, take you, care of that. did you gloss over occasional vandals? Well, yeah, but you got to, I don't know, you'd think it's a missile silo would have a reasonably good lock would, on it. I would but. think. How are they getting past that blast door? Yes. I guess through the, the cracks in the floor. Right. They, crawling <laughs> up. But this realtor, he you have to sign a liability waiver, Colin Kaepernick, uh, before climbing down a shaky 40-foot ladder into the gloom. <laughs> now, I love the idea of buying this thing. <laughs> As I was saying, because, I mean, you'd have to turn it into something. Actually, you know what? It's funny. I'm looking at this picture of it, and the entry, or whatever that is, it looks just like one of the corridors in Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Like in the Death Star, like in the prison area or whatever. So some sort of licensed Star Wars experience or whatever. Well, like escape rooms are a thing that are becoming more and more uh, yeah. uh, prevalent around town. I've, I've, sure. I've done a... a I've only done one of them, actually. But I, I could see doing some sort of nuclear-themed uh, escape room. Maybe, you know, turn it into a bit of a moneymaker for you. But, yeah, with, like, rappelling down things or climbing up them or, or whatever. Um, but it's got to be something, a sex dungeon or a, or a music club or a, or a Star Wars attraction or something. But, boy, that shaky 40-foot ladder yeah, into no the gloom. Yeah. Uh, Tallest ladder I ever climbed, and keeping in mind I have a vertigo problem and a heights problem, yeah. was when I was uh, doing that overnighter on my brother's, my brother's, like he owned it, when he was the captain of the submarine. Actually, I guess he was the XO, the executive officer, when I did that. But um, he says, oh, yeah, you got to go up on the, the, the bridge, the, right. the, the tower mm-hmm. part of a submarine. And so I'm like, okay, let's do this. But the ladder runs all the way from the bottom of the ship all the way into the mast, I guess it's called, um... And uh, and by the time I was toward the top there, um, my arms were getting a little jiggly, and I was on in full panic. Don't look down. Don't look down. Right. Don't look down mode. But I did it, and I'm glad I did it. But yeah, oh, there's a picture of the 40 foot ladder. Yeah, that's not good. But anyway, I was going to say I think that was about 30 feet. So this is a jiggly 40-foot ladder down into the gloom. Yeah, because when you get beyond a certain height on ladders, they cert- they they have that. You get in the middle, and it, it starts to shake with just you on it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. shake and they flex. Although that one appears to be laid against like a shaft opening. Is that on an angle, Hanson? It doesn't look like it's free. It looks like it's leaned up. So, in effect, it's like a staircase. Huh. I don't. Yeah, that's not a ladder. That's a staircase. But it still goes into the gloom. Yeah, it does. God, that looks a little. I'm I'm freaking out a little bit just looking at that. But look at those high ceilings. I mean, we could really do some some. There's a lot of uh, opportunity space to for for our second dungeon or music club or whatever you were trying to. <laughs> oh yeah, or, or again, as I think you suggested, all oh, of the above. Yeah, I, I feel like you know exactly. we could we could make it all happen there. Oh, it is yeah. so out of um like a futuristic whether Star Wars or Mad Max or this right. is where the rebellion right. Clockwork meets. Orange yeah. yeah or a Fight Club. Oh yeah, it's got that. And we're not supposed to talk about that. Joe. Oh, sh- I always do that. Um, <laughs> I, 
Uh, wow, so that's super cool. But you got to have a good reception if if you do the combo thing, because if somebody shows up to play racquetball and and you usher them into the sex dungeon, right, you give them the bracelet right. to the yeah. sex dungeon. There's right. just going to yeah. be confusion. Right. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. At uh, least he's got his goggles already. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. Sign this form and this form and this form. Here's their hepatitis C form. Wow, that's so cool. But anyway, I'm not climbing down that ladder unless you can come up with a better picture of it. But how about this? Listen, you're you're a realtor. You're trying to sell a $400,000 incredibly quirky property, all right? I'm interested in it. Here's what I want. You go hire the local paramedics. You strap me to one of those beds, like, you know, when they have to rescue a can, oh, right. a hiker from right. a canyon. Oh, uh-huh. right. and, and put me on that, that bed, strap me onto it, then sedate me, all right? <laughs> Lower oh. me down. Give me about an hour to come out of it, get my feet about me and the rest of it, then you tour the property. And then we'll put in a proper uh, you know, elevator or something right. for when I buy it. Or just not a rickety 40-foot ladder. I think it was for wet water bicycle. slide. That could be fun. Oh, look at the control panel. for the, uh, That's where they, funky. Uh, launch the nukes. I need a tetanus shot just looking at that. <laughs> no oh kidding. yeah, it's astoundingly uh, like dirty and uh, and rusty looking, and and there are rats and stagnant water. Sure. And, well, that's that's cool. I do like looking at real estate. That's uh, I may have to get. I'm gonna check out that link myself and and make him an offer. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but honey, it's too good to pass up. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Saw, uh, we already ate it to Denny. So I did a um, a five-day trip with my kids, drove to Arizona to see Grandma and Grandpa. My parents, their Grandma and Grandpa. And uh, and my brother's families could come, too. So cousins all got together, and it was really awesome. And it's the sort of thing that doesn't happen very often. And uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to go to great lengths to make it happen is I now, with the uh, wisdom of you know, being older and time and all that sort of thing. Realize how those things go away and never come back. Uh, when you're a kid, you just think, oh, you know, we'll do this again next year or whatever. Sure. Well, people die, people move, people age, people get jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, things change. I, I was thinking about when, when was the last time I was together with all my uncles and cousins and stuff like that. I might have been like 15. Then I got busy with high school and work and college and it never happened again. Yeah, that we all got together like that. Yeah, it's a real rarity. Shame. And it was it was awesome. So we all got together <clears> and <throat> we had fun and we went to the Grand Canyon and 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 ate and played tag and all kinds of stuff. Um, but anyway, on the way there, we stopped at a Denny's. Tag's too violent for schools these days. It makes <laughs> kids feel like they're being chased. <laughs> Which they are. God, my kids love playing tag. Um, but uh, so we stopped at a Denny's to eat, and it was under the fairly strict rules of uh, COVID nineteen. Hey, number one, if you have any money, you have too much money to eat at a damn Denny's. <laughs> no offense to the good folks at Denny's. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Why did I? Oh, we were hungry for pancakes. Pancakes particularly. Well, and Denny's can hard do to a, screw up. Yeah, pancake. Denny's can do yeah. a pancake. And um, and I was looking for something that was open that we could go inside because I wanted to break from the the long drive. We drove. Uh, many, many miles. Um, anyway, so the Denny's, you had to have a mask on to get to your table, but then you could take your mask off at your table, and we were the only people there, so that was all fine. Uh, then my my son said, because we're in California, the home of the, what do they call California? When we got back to California, they said, ah, the home of the hobo. 
when we got back because there were so many homeless people as soon as we got back into the first town Rando hobo. Nice, nice image, California. I mean, it's noticeable to children that you've gone from a state without homeless people to a state with homeless people. You know what tipped them off? All the homeless people. Ah, I Um, get it. But anyway, my uh, youngest son said, I think that guy just died. (laughs) And I look out the window and some guy was laying on the ground across the street. Wow. And, and... And my other son said, because he's kind of gotten a grasp of how these things work, said, I'll bet he was over there at Liquorland. There was a liquor store called Liquorland across the street. <laughs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> a wonderful yeah. land full of liquor. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to Liquorland. Do they have rides? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Ride the debase yourself. <laughs> Ride the have sex with a rando to bring that word back. Oh, Take a stop the, over at Jack Daniels Falls. <laughs> the, the line at embarrassing choices is too long. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Liquorland or yeah. So anyway, but this guy. I had, am the king of Liquorland. <laughs> this guy was sitting on like the cement around a big light pole that had kind of a ledge on it. And oh, he yeah, was yeah. sitting there apparently because I'd seen him when we pulled in. Uh, he's just, you know, a, ra- a random uh, street person hanging out there. And he at some point, he fell over. He fell over with one leg sticking up in the air. Oh, that's wasted. <laughs> that's in cartoon language. That means you have just died. Yeah, my, my, my son thought he was dead and was a little concerned that he was dead. And I, I actually was a little concerned he was dead, too, because he looked pretty rough. But by the time we got out to our car and started to leave, he started to stir. So I think mm. he's going to be he's going to be up and begging for food money to spend at liquor land before right. you knew it. He'd be finding on his way. Whole right. land of liquor. Right. Man. The <laughs> native, what a country. The native people, the Licorians, are generous and friendly. <laughs> and then we were almost killed on the way home. I told this story earlier uh, on the radio show, and I don't know if I can tell it the same way again, because it's, it's, it's still a little fresh for me to like uh, want to think about it much, because we came yeah. really close to getting hit by a car driving, <laughs> I don't know, 100 whatever miles per hour, lost control, spun out, just about clipped the front of my vehicle, so close, and then... You know, I'm going 80 miles an hour, so then what happens if I get clipped? Anything is possible at that Sure, point. you lose control. God help you. Yeah. yeah, anything could have happened. And Well, and as you explained on the radio show, he skidded past you, and you were doing, you know, 7580 with traffic. Yeah, yeah, so he had to be going seriously three digits plus to be able to skid sideways faster than I'm driving. Yeah. And just about clipped us, then, then front-ended straight into the cement barrier to our left, Plastic and pieces of tire and cement, and I don't know what it was. It was just like a spray of crap hit my windshield. Blue smoke, the smell of burning tires and everything oh. like that. He spun around a couple of times, then hit the gas and took off and just continued to go down the freeway. God, that's unbelievable. I don't, know, I don't know how the car survived it. The steering had to be messed up, I would think. I was asking you half-jokingly on the air what kind of brand of car it is, because I want to buy one. But do you recall? Did you notice? Well, the 911 operator asked me when I told her, and I said... I don't know. It's in like a 90s-ish sports car, red, now has one front all-black wheel because the hubcap is gone. Yeah, okay. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah. And uh, and my kids were really upset. My one son was, uh, he's got the emotional issues already. Anyway, he was really crying. It was scary, though. It was the scariest driving situation I've ever had in my life, mm. uh, by far. It was the closest I've ever come to a major wreck. And But but the the thing was, is the second it was over, and I was trying to tell my kids this, the second it's over and he's gone, it's over. There's no, like, lingering danger, or mm. because that almost happened, I'm more likely to get... No, none of that. That just was a moment in time that 
for whatever reason, you know, if you believe in God and that was part of God's plan or whatever, I just think it was just the randomness of life. Mm. And it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes how random life is. That could have ended the life of me and my kids. It didn't by perhaps two inches. And it just didn't. Yeah. Why does it do it to some people? I don't know. Just randomness. Or not. I don't know. I don't even know any more than you do. But it's just, sure. sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around how close you came to disaster. Oh, yeah. This is not making me look forward to my drive home at all. Oh, and the, and the, and the, and the, I hope temporary PTSD I had the rest of the way home and even driving to work today. Just kind of a, you know, and I have to keep convincing myself, you've driven millions of miles in your life. This has never happened. It's not more likely to happen now than it was before. But I'm just constantly looking at my weird and thinking, that person's going awful fast. That person's going awful fast. I had three, four people do the zooming by me thing. It, it, wee hours of the morning when I came into work this morning. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up with traffic, maybe plus a mile per hour or two. But they were easily doing 95, 100 miles per hour in reasonably heavy traffic, too. I mean, the, the whole peop- speeding has increased since the COVID thing. It's undeniable, I think, because the roads aren't quite as crowded and people are driving like friggin' maniacs. But this, this person that, that wrecked as bad as they did, the fact that they just spun out and then kept going, they have to be high drunk or running from the law, right? There's no other explanation. If that, ha- if you're just a regular person driving, you'd have had to pull over and get out of your car. And you hit an oil spot and you spin out. Yeah, or you're texting, the thing, even or, if it's yeah. your fault. Right, right, right. You'd have to pull over and get out of your car. Unless you're, you, you might be crazy ass crazy. That's a okay, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But you'd have to be really crazy. Yeah, I don't see how you wouldn't get out of your car to see what kind of damage you did. You just f- front ended into a cement barrier at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, that's cr- that's nuts. Uh, it was. It was so crazy. I can still picture it because it was right in front of me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm freaked out by this discussion. I had a like a addendum to it, but I'm too weirded out. It did make me. I, I told my kids. You know, this is why you got to have your seatbelt on all the time because this ha- this can happen out of nowhere, just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, and, your car is tumbling, and you didn't do anything wrong, and just you know, all of a sudden something's happened. Also, um, I had another point. What was my other point? Ow. I oh, I said this is why I like driving a really big vehicle. Mm. I mean, that was a much smaller car than me, so I had some advantage if it hit me. Yeah. Of uh, you know, withstanding the blow. True that, too, and your vehicle's so big, you'd, your kids are in the next town, pretty much. Yeah. They uh, said, what'd you say, Dad? We're way better in the back. <laughs> you rolled a car once, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, technically, I did. It's kind of it's kind of humorous. Was it a slow motion roll? Oh, like, absolutely. Not very rolly? No. I'm in a, a Volkswagen uh, Beetle, a 1969 Baja Bug Volkswagen Cruising Beetle. for chicks. Cruising for chicks. <laughs> Unsuccessfully. As my buddy said, with you got to say. With, your, with my perm. My, as right. my buddy used to say, you got to drive by that grade school because the kids really love that oh car. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's a snowstorm, just a just a Midwestern blinding snowstorm. And I, I'm taking the the off exit and I just get blown on the on the icy road over to the edge and just like slowly roll over and roll down to the bottom, <laughs> land on my wheels and drive off. Wow. But it was like slow. Well, we that's a particularly well-suited car oh, for yeah. that maneuver. Well, and it's a vehicle four guys can lift it, pick it up. Right. You know. So the wind just blew you right yeah. off the road. Yeah. That's it unbelievable. It wasn't the least bit scary either. I thought you <laughs> thought you like try to avoid a deer in the, that crappy Mustang you had at one point. Yeah, I went into a full-on spin in that one. Oh, that yeah, was the a spin, not a yeah. roll, though. Huh? I did a full spin on that one, and luckily there were no cars around, and I just ended up in the ditch and drove on to my job, which is where I was headed. Yeah. Well, I'll be dying. That was pre-anti-lock brakes. 
Right. And I hit the brakes and went into a skid, which was frightening. I do want to search the... Where would you even look for, like, if 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 this guy got caught by the police for something? Where do, where do you search for that information in the modern world? Does used the CHP be, have that It used of to thing? be in your newspaper, but... Yeah, and you'd have to know what town he What's a newspaper, got... Boomer? Well, it's a website, Jimmy, that they print for some reason. I gotta believe he was apprehended last night in that county. I just, it seems unlikely to me, me having called 911, there's no way that vehicle was going to make it. I just, it just seems unlikely that they didn't have to abandon it somewhere or something. Yeah, it's not illegal to have uh, a pushed-in front end, though. I mean, he can say, yeah, yeah, I ran into my garage door. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to get it fixed. So I don't know what it is. Having but, somebody but reported you? He continued to act like a lunatic. Right, but, but even if they came across the car? Did you get a plate, car? though? Or? No. So it's not illegal to have a red car with a smashed front end. I could either. identify it. They would have been on the lookout for it, i got to believe, because she seemed pretty concerned about it, I the 911 operator. I wonder. Yeah. Right, I, so, hey, I just like uh, to find out. If you're a copper or CHP guy or, or whatever, um, email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Because um, I'll occasionally see lunatics or drunks or whatever, and I've called a couple in, but um, I assume they just... I, that, that's me. I, did, I mean, yeah. they're going 90 miles per hour, so it's hard to describe where they are. Right. I had to wait for a while to get to an exit to where I could say this is the name of the road. I'm yeah. going northbound, and this is the name of the road. I don't call lots of times when I think maybe I could, because I just feel like, what what are they going to do? It's it's person doing the sort of thing lots of people do, even though it's dangerous. Yeah, They drunk or just they weaved because they were texting. How are you ever going to find them? What are you going to do if you do find them? Some guy called an hour ago and said you weaved. No, I didn't. Okay. Have a nice day. Right. I mean, what, what the hell are they going to do? I don't know. But, I, I, I want to be deputized like Elvis, that I can take the law into my own hands and this, ram people or run them off the road. But this particular one, since they destroyed their car and were continuing to just... There should be more of a penalty for treating your 2,000-pound missile the way some people do. Reckless driving. Yeah. It's a pretty serious offense, but... I don't know. I've known a lot of people with it. They've gotten it, and they're still driving. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you want? Hanging? (laughs) Seems extreme. (laughs) 50 years in prison? Hard labor? I don't know. It's just It was also one of those, uh, we we do it all the time, and then every once in a while, you're reminding, oh, yeah, we're all driving 80 miles an hour, 20 feet away from each other. If one of us does something... Any of us could die. Yeah, yeah. The most likely way I'm going to die today, this week, this month, is this right here. Again, I got to drive home. Would you lighten up? <laughs> it's just we put that out of our mind for, for normal reasons. Well, yeah, because we got to get the work. If you thought about it all the time, you'd be paralyzed. But every once in a while when you're reminded, oh, yeah, this is an incredibly dangerous thing I'm doing. It's Although a- per mile traveled, it's not. It's the most dangerous thing you'll do all day. But I don't do much. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you look at it statistically. It yeah. will easily be the most dangerous thing I do today. Yeah. Not even close. Well, I, do, I practice my flaming axe juggling. Right. I do that. I get, shot out, I get shot out of a cannon now and then. Right. Right. It's a used cannon, too. It's <laughs> pretty bad big shape. on building up immunities to various poisons. Yeah. Which, like, you know, that's, yeah. that's real easy to go south well, on. there's yeah. your snake handling faith as well. <laughs> right. And then I go to Liquorland and try to find some rando to see what she might have to give to me. Right. <laughs> Hey, listen, I have reason to believe you have something I've never had, and I want you to give it to me. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So, let's see. Uh, Hitler's alligator has died. Um, the story is actually not that interesting. It was an alligator that escaped from the Berlin Zoo during the bombings in 44, 45. Start over again. I just... <laughs> What? Just say that They're, again. The, the Allies bombed no. Germany, and an alligator escaped. It was found several days later by the Brits, who gave it to the Russians as a president. As a present, it was from oh, the yes. president to alligator. <laughs> this no. is your and president sl- now. <laughs> what? That's part of the deal. It's better than Stalin. More it's part com- of the deal. More- this is your president now. <laughs> and you com- answer to him. More compassion than Stalin. True. Uh, so uh, they gave it to the Russians as a present, and and somehow the story evolved from it was from the Berlin Zoo to it was Hitler's own alligator, <laughs> like Hitler had an alligator, yeah. Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, that's what happens in those state-owned zoos; they own everything. Exactly, it's totalitarianism. Uh, then you got uh, a baby gorilla was badly injured at the Seattle Zoo over the weekend when he was caught in a gorilla fight. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. He was bitten on the head, oh. likely by accident. His mom was in a brawl. Mom. Gorilla trash, you know. Mom's got the baby and is punching somebody with her other free hand. Cigarette just hanging off her lip. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen, yeah. Have you ever watched Cops? <laughs> Got the tramp stamp just above that hairy red ape ass thing going. <laughs> this wasn't baboons, Jack. This was <laughs> it was your uh, your 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 uh, what sort of silverback? Your big uh, what kind of gorillas are those? Lowland gorillas, Western lowland gorillas. Anyway, so they're fighting and the baby got hurt, but they're optimistic it'll recover. But it's funny. I, I ran in this story and it reminded me. Was that you, Sean? I was talking to about hummingbirds. Uh yeah, I believe so. Well, yeah, they yeah. they're they're so beautiful and gentle and mm-hmm. graceful oh, and look how, look how harmonious they are. Look how the one is drinking nectar, then the other takes a turn. Yeah. And you pointed out Uh no, they're they're actually doing some some high octane uh dogfight aerial combat. Right. To figure out whose turn it is and the one um, the one moves aside because it just got a beak in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> if you slow down the videos, they're brutes. The little hummingbirds. Which reminded me of my conversation with uh, Delaney May, my now 20-year-old daughter, who, like many uh, children and adults, was a great fan of dolphins and their behaviors and their beauty and their, their intelligence. And, and all, until she found out how rapey dolphins are, they may be, next to human beings, the rapinest animal on Earth. Viol- they murder each other, often over mates. So, the brutal animal so world. So, do they have... Um... Because they're smart, smarter than most animals. So do they have uh, tendencies that work against their benefit? Like, most animals only do things that help them out. True. They're dumb enough that they don't do dumb things, if that makes any sense. Human beings, we're the smartest animal. We do things to make our lives worse Mm -hmm. all the time. Yes. We've all done it a hundred times. You know, wasting resources on things we don't need, mating mm-hmm. with people we shouldn't mate with. We do all kinds of stupid things. Getting hammered. Uh, yeah, yeah, to our health, to everything else. Animals don't really do that. But our 
are dolphins smart enough that they move into the category of human beings that they do stuff that's that's not in their best interest? I wonder. Like, get I don't jealous? Know. Do they murder out of jealousy or lust? I mean, not just procreating, just lust. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also, and I tried to tell Delaney this. I said, well, they're, they're behaving as dolphins do and as they must. I suspect. Is that true, though? Because I, you wouldn't say that of a human being who rapes somebody. No, I, listen, I, it is not necessarily true. I, I suspect that most animals do what gets their genes to continue. And we just don't understand the reasons for their conflicts or how they came to be doing whatever. But no, as intelligent as dolphins are, it could be there are neurotic dolphins. There are uh, sociopathic dolphins, I suppose. Or can't control their urges in a way that would be the smart thing to do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. You that. can sleep with another person's spouse, but you probably shouldn't. Yeah. But go. some dolphins, they eat a couple of fermented sea urchins or whatever. Before you know it, they're behind the coral reef. And then, you know, the old man shows up with a gun or a snout, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Hmm? That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Probably best left to a biologist. Did I tell you about Hitler's alligator The Cold already? War would have been different if Russia had had a president <laughs> alligator through the 50s. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 